Most people I talk to don't have a problem coming up with ideas. They have great ideas that they want to put out into the universe. The friction comes in in turning those ideas into speaking points. And then turning those ideas into speaking points that are for content or for the stage that people will actually listen to. And worse is you come up with one great idea, you turn it into a speaking point, and then now for the next one, you got to start over from zero. What I found is you can use frameworks to do this much better. And that's what this episode is all about. I have this handful of frameworks that I use to come up with speaking points that I then keep in like a spreadsheet that I then add up into another framework that allows me to come up with keynotes and speeches relatively quickly. So I share that with you in this episode. And uh, honestly, I think it's some of my best stuff. So I hope you really enjoy it. And it was all done live, right? Like this is one of the things that I like to do on my internet talk show is test out new keynotes, which spoiler alert, I made by using my frameworks. So check this thing out. Hope you join us on a future show. Enjoy. If you know how it is, then you know how it might be. But think what it would look like if you grow your own community. It ain't easy. That's why you're listening to hear experiences from others just like you and me. Welcome to the B2B Community Builder Podcast, a show that was started because if you can unlock the power of having a community around your business, then you will create a source of referrals, validation, marketing content, and product feedback that will be unbeatable. But who has time to think about building a community when you need to be making sure that your team has what it needs to succeed in serving clients and bringing in revenue? That is why we'll be talking to business leaders like you and I that have cracked the code on why the community play is so valuable, how to implement tactics that got them there while still serving short-term goals, and what they can teach you that they have mastered. This show is for you if you are a CEO, CMO, or simply a rainmaker that has realized that without a community, you are just a commodity, but haven't figured out how to add it to your infinite list of priorities. This show is for you if you are a community professional or trying to be a community professional that is trying to convince leadership about the need to invest in a community strategy. This show is not for you if you think transactions are more valuable than relationships. I am your host and chief executive connector, Pablo Gonzalez, co-founder of BeTheStage.Live, a marketing company that specializes in relationship-driven growth. I invented the relationship flywheel and hopefully... I'm your new best friend. So smash that subscribe button, leave a rating when you do, and get ready to plug into the power of community creation for business development. Let's go. We're officially live. Episode 213, 213 of the B2B Community Builder Show. Today, we are talking about how to create frameworks, four frameworks in order to create speaking points for your content, for the stage, anything that you need to evangelize things. This is some of the best work I think that I've put together and the stuff that I use on a day-to-day basis the most. And I expect this to be really, really practical. And I'm really pumped for you to hear all this. So we are right now promoting the, as you know, this is an internet talk show, right? Live internet talk show. We believe in the internet talk show as the flywheel for community building and all your content marketing needs and really modern 
B2B business development techniques that you're going to need in any way. And we teach this thing, right? We offer this as a service for close to a hundred thousand bucks a year, but we teach this thing three times a year and we're doing our fourth cohort. We started last year. This is our first cohort of the year, end of February. Would love to have you be a part of it. Go to be the stage.live slash bootcamp. And you are going to see the offer there of what it all entails. We'll talk about it a little bit later. And after this, after this presentation's over, stick around. I want to hear your feedback. I want to know what you have to say. We're going to go straight live into our open mic relationship-driven growth strategy session. So you're able to share a speaking point, share a hook point, start a conversation. We can make some content out of that. But for right now, this presentation really came around to solve a need. As you may not know, may or may not know, most of the frameworks and all of these things that I'm executing on these days, this community creation for business development started with my involvement in nonprofits in Miami in my early 30s. I came upon some real truths, right? These ideas of how to network properly, how the most influential people in town are part of these, are part of these charities. And and then I just didn't shut up about it, right? I didn't shut up about this formula for doing it until I got a shot to go somewhere else. But before I left, I created this goodbye speech for myself, right? I threw my own goodbye party because I didn't know when the last time I was going to be able to share these ideas were around. So I created this keynote, right? This little, my own little TED talk of saying goodbye to Miami and sharing my my ideas. And it was all about networking and the value of networking for your life as a way to share this message. Fast forward to the next time I got the chance to share this in public, what I realized was that the way that I had formed this keynote, this speech itself, didn't really apply to this next way I was going to give it. And it was taking me a really, really long time to reformulate it and put together a fresh presentation for a fresh audience. So what I did was I just took the concepts from that first keynote and I just put them out in bullet points. And then I thought about all the other concepts I had around this issue. And I made a big list. I made a big list of ways to do this. And next time I delivered the presentation, what I did was just take from this list, put it into a formula for a speech and deliver it. And it started to work really, really well. It, it was the best I had ever received this presentation. And ever since then, I've been iterating on that. And I've been thinking of ways to package all these different speaking points into this formula that can add up to a bigger formula. So I can give more keynotes and create presentations exactly like this one today that are more long form or short form, make it modular in order to evangelize all the things that I'm learning. All these things of how you create a community, how you build business off of it, how you make content, how you drive relationships and scale relationships since it's the core unit of business. And that's why I put together this presentation for you, right? This is what I like to call, here we go. Oh no, wait a minute. I'm going to I'm going to share it differently. I'm going to share the screen. Share screen number 2. Okay, view slash. All right, cool. This is what I like to call hook point packaging. The four ways to create speaking points for social media and stages. So like I said, right? I was struggling with I had these ideas to share and I had to share them in a bunch of different places, but it was just taking too long to put them all together every single time for individual stages. So lucky for me, 
I was taking Jesse Itzler's build your own resume class. And I really loved how he developed it on just like speaking point after speaking point across different things that he created. So my first version of, of that, of this list, right. I created this list of about like 50 different speaking points about networking. And that became the foundation of what all of my content about networking and community building has grown to be, right? This is, you're looking at basically level one of when I first started this strategy, I created all these different nicknames, all these different names for different speaking points. Some are really well cooked, some are less cooked. I put them in an Apple notes and I just started putting them together. But what I realized is that I needed a way for these things to spread better, right? Like it couldn't just be speaking point after speaking point. We, I had my first client when I first started selling community creation was this gentleman by the name of Brandon Kane. And what he became famous for was this idea that he built a million followers in 30 days for himself, got a book deal on it, made it happen and started traveling the world, speaking all over the place about this different thing. And I came in to build this community for him as he was like on the world tour for this book. But the whole time that we were teaching this thing in his community, he kept on talking about the importance of hook points, right? This idea that we live in a really, really noisy world and we need something to capture people's attention because there's so much, so much messaging out there. And he was so obsessed with it that he made it the title of his next book. So, you know, naturally, I started obsessing over this idea of a hook point. And in my world, you know, I'm not exactly an influencer, right? I'm I'm some kind of level between a, a consultant, a strategist, a salesperson for people. I needed this modular way to create hook points for everything that I do, because I realized that it's not just us scrolling the length of the Eiffel Tower every single day on social media. It's happening in email. It's happening in conversations at a networking room. It's happening right now. If I can't keep your attention, you're going to start multitasking and being on another tab right now, right? And what I realize is that the ultimate hook point is the story. This, If you can insert story into something, you hook the imagination. Park says it really well. It engages the limbic system into this like learning mode, this listening mode, this paying attention mode. So I I just, I went into this rabbit hole about storytelling and I read Save the Cat, right? This like long form, if you want to write a screenplay, a long story, really, really great formula for it, but I needed more. So I read Building a Story Brand, right? Much more tied into marketing. And this was all about how you put it into your website and how do you, you know, how do you build these foundational branding elements? But I, I needed more, more contextuality, right? Like I wasn't always talking about a long form story. I wasn't always designing a website. So I read Everyday Business Storytelling. This was great by Janine and Lee. This gave me a couple of different frameworks for presentations, for emails, and it, and it had a nice a nice context of these first two were the hero's journey, right? Like how the hero's journey fits in. It's like a 15 step process, too complex. These ladies distilled it into a five stage process, right? This idea of context, characters, conflict, big idea, resolution, right? Like that was much simpler. And I started trying to apply that And then I found the book that really, really influenced me that I've really just put everywhere. This is Park Howell's masterpiece. It's a 75-page book called The Narrative Gym for Business. And what it evangelizes is this ABT formula. It's it's a three-step 
process of how to stick story just about everywhere that I've been able to use in social media posts in starting this presentation. I don't know if you noticed that. Basically, anytime I'm trying to communicate something, it allowed me to put a little bit of story into just about every beginning of everything I'm going to say. And it's really, really simple. So I fell in love with it. So I read it and I was like, this is about to go everywhere, right? ABT to go everywhere. And what's the ABT? It's a very simple concept of an and, a but, and a therefore. If you can build consensus to start your story, you get people agreeing with what you are saying. This could be contextualized as character and context, right? Like if you can say the world is this way and you are someone trying to accomplish this, and then you follow with the conflict, but this one thing is stopping you, that's when you insert conflict. That's the, the core of story is this idea that there is something stopping you. And therefore, boom, that's where you insert the big idea of how you can resolve this thing. All right. So for us, this, this really changed the way that we talk about the thing that we sell, the, the, the processes that we sell. As you know, we, we evangelize this internet talk show thing, but really we're evangelizing community. And I was trying to really, really simplify it. And that's when I realized you know, just got to distill it to one problem, right? This idea that, man, everybody's talking about community and the best companies in the world are all trying to figure it out, but they don't know an easy way to start. And that's why we see the internet talk show as a simple way to start building a community that also satisfies short-term goals. And boom, that allows me, that gives me the license to start talking about it everywhere, right? So for you, what you need to think about is who are the characters and, and, and the context of what they're in, right? Like, what is it? What is it that who is your person? Describe them. Talk about their current condition, right? The state of the world that they're in, but insert the conflict and then therefore add in the add in the resolution, the big idea, the thing that could solve for it. And that sets it up for you to start talking about whatever you need to care about, right? Whether it's a speaking point, whether it's a social media bit. And, and what I have found that the thing that really, really ties it together is to have one singular, one singular stream, right? Like you are the, the conflict has to be very, very pertinent to the, um, to the character themselves, right? It has to be simplified. And therefore the solution needs to be directly tied to the resolution of the conflict. We had a really great session with Park, who I know is here and he's sharing the book. Go get it. It's 75 pieces, 75 pages of absolute gold, the narrative gym for business. Go get it on Amazon. But we had a really, really good session on a, on a past podcast of, you know, him workshopping through it and really just dialing into this idea that most people have a first draft and it's super convoluted. It has a bunch of different like ands and buts and therefores. And it's really all about simplifying it into that one stream, that one storyline that goes through it. And he calls it the narrative gym because it just takes a bunch of practice, right? Like you just want to try this thing out all the time. I try it out all the time. I think we had a great episode together on his show, The Business of Story, where I think we dropped like 20 something ABTs just in that conversation. It was a ton of fun. But here is actually, you know, I, the first place that I heard from him was on the Christopher Lockhead Follow Your Different podcast. And I had totally forgotten about it. But then I had Christopher on my show and I was asking him for advice. And he's the one that brought it up. And that's why I do it so much. So here's actually where it started to really make sense to me. It was talking to Lockhead on the podcast. And this is, this is when it really dawned on me. And I started using it all the time. You get to see this right now. Now, most people 
want to, blah, 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 and yada, yada. But therefore, ta-da, internet talk show. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I had gotten away from that framework before I've simplified it into internet talk show. And now I think I can do it, right? Like companies want to create massive content and build a community, but they don't have the resources to devote to each of them separately. Therefore, you need a efficient way to feed both with one play. And that's the internet talk show. I got it for you. But most people don't know where to start. Mm. So, yeah, I want to do more content marketing and community and gee, but that feels like flying to Mars. Where do I start? Here's what you do. You start simply and powerfully with the highest ROI thing you can do, which is an internet talk show, as you know. Then you roll the ABT on them. And the ABT answers the question, if you want to have a breakthrough in content and community marketing, start with a very specific thing. The first bowling pin is an internet talk show. Here's why. I feel like I'm cheating, dude. This is unfair. This is amazing. That was really cool. So that was an awesome conversation. Notice how, notice how what he did was simplify it, right? Like I was, I was immediately like, yeah, this ABT thing works. And I started shooting off everywhere like fireworks. He just really boiled it down to like one crucial problem and one therefore, right? Like one big idea to solve for it. And that, my friend, is how you set the hook, right? If you're going to have a speaking point, you want them paying attention to you, you got to hook them in, right? This ABT is a very, very simple and efficient way to do it. You just got to practice it. You got to hit that narrative gym. So hit the narrative gym. And then once you have the hook in, right, you don't want to lose the fish. So what do we need to do to not lose the fish? We got to keep the line tight. <laughs> and and what do I mean by that? I mean that once we get someone's attention, you know, it feels great and we start going. But a lot of us have this problem where we just start rambling, right? We just start going for like 10, 12 minutes, guilty as charged. And that's why the next part of this thing is how you keep it tight, right? How you How you keep your speaking points in like under three minutes. It's been shown that people listen to podcasts or they listen to you speaking in about an interval of like three to six minutes. They tune in and they tune out. So what you really, really want to be doing is setting a hook and delivering this like nice little package every like three to six minutes. So that they're like, oh, great. Next. All right. You just keep them, keep them engaged all the time. The best framework I have found for this is something that I, I don't know if I got this from Lockhead. This is the one thing that I'm not sure who to attribute to, who, who to attribute it to, but I, I don't stop using it. It's called the what, so what, now what, right? When we're talking about the ABT and the hook, you are basically saying character, context, boom, problem. That's the what, therefore, is the so what. So what, we need this big idea, this solution here that can provide this thing that we learned X, Y, Z. You explain the thing, and now what is the, you know, this is how we learned it. This is how you can execute it next. It allows for a really tight little cycle of like starting and ending and practical advice that people can walk away from, right? So I'll give you an example of the what, so what, now what. This idea of the power of community building for, for business development became really obvious to us when we launched this $40 million community for JWB. And the big takeaway in doing it was realizing that the majority of that value came from this like tight nucleus of evangelists because they had served so many people and they had so many fans. But us at Be The Stage, we hadn't served that many people. We needed something like that. So what did we do? We created this boot camp to teach the methodology, right? That way 
we were show, showing our methodology, helping more people, having more people like come, look, touch, feel, have success with the stuff that we do, and keeping them engaged on a regular basis so that they start coming into the show that we produce and showing up more regularly, right? So what you want to do if you are looking to build a community and what we did uh, when we were looking for, when, when we look for the clients on the done for you service, right? Our done for you service is expensive, right? So people are looking for, for direct ROI. So we have to really pick the, the customers that are going to work. So we look for customers that, can put us on a phone call with 10 to 15 fans, right? Like 10 to 15 people that they've helped, that is not a big deal to get us on a phone call with and interview them and provide this other content experience for. Cause we know that if we can engage, you know, somewhere between eight to 12 super fans, we can start that ball of validation. And for you, if you haven't served a lot of customers and you're starting one of these internet talk shows, you want to kick it off in some way that accelerates that idea of getting to know you. I know that Michael Hayes, for example, who's here, he is starting a community and he's starting off with a challenge, right? Like, yeah, we had Chris Colton not that long ago. I talked about challenges to launch communities, same kind of concepts, right? It's just like shortcut to getting everybody involved and getting them cooperating and putting them on the same pace so everybody's put together. And that's a so that's a what so what now what right talked about what the problem was this idea that you know we had this proof we people are wanting it but we couldn't implement it ourselves because we were short the the amount of people to help so we created this innovative way to get people involved and now we have this community going and now we apply that to the, the way that we serve customers right really tight way of keeping that thing in there you can deliver that in three to six minutes when you're on podcast and you think of your speaking points like that you're going to do really, really well because it keeps engaging the audience, right? So this was one of the, um, this is one of the so what, so what's now what's developed from that original list of things before I even realized that I was applying this methodology. It works really, really well. Check this out. This is only three minutes and people love this speaking point. I call this one home team. The home team is always known to have an advantage in their home stadium, their home court, whatever it's called. What I want to challenge you to create is a hometown stadium for where you build business relationships or any kind of relationships that you're trying to leverage. When I lived in Miami, I lived in this up and coming trendy area called Wynwood. And right down the street from us was this restaurant, MC Kitchen. We started going to this place, MC Kitchen, because we loved the food. It was a beautiful place. The first time we went, we sat down at the bar, started talking to the bartender. Eventually, we started coming back on a weekly basis until the point that we became friends with the bar manager, the owner, the hostess, a couple of different waiters knew who we were. Fast forward a couple of months, and every time I'd walk in the door, people would come out to greet me and my wife. So I started thinking, what if I start setting my business meetings here? And I started doing that. And every business meeting that I would have, every key relationship that I was trying to forge, I would set it at this place, lunch or dinner. And when you walk in with someone, you just greet them humbly, walk in the door, start telling them how much you love this restaurant, and person after person starts coming by the table saying hello, right? The first person that does it, oh, kind of cool. Second person that does it, oh, wow, who is this guy? Third, fourth person that does it, I would see everybody's eyes light up just like, who am I meeting with right now? Is this the mayor of the town? What's going on? I wasn't the mayor of the town, but I had this strategic relationship there that made me seem like an affable person, someone that people like to get close to, which at the end of the day I am. So it is sincere. And I had real relationships with the wait staff, the kitchen staff, the bartending staff, and the ownership all alike. But the key takeaway is that this was my home stadium. 
So I want to challenge you to create a relationship somewhere that you like to take people, be it your coffee shop, be it a restaurant, be it somewhere where there's a wait staff. It could be, it could be any kind of bar that you like, like a hotel bar in a trendy spot. And really all you need to do is show up there once, twice a week for about four to six weeks. And then after that, you don't have to break the budget. You can just start going once a month, once every six weeks, once every two months. At this point at MC Kitchen, every time we go back, they treat me great. By the way, if you're in Miami, go to MC Kitchen. It's my favorite restaurant there. So think about where you can play like it's your home stadium. Make friends with somebody at a coffee shop, make friends with somebody at a, at a bar, make friends with somebody at a restaurant, something like that. Somewhere that you become very friendly with the people that manage it from the ownership to the wait staff to any kind of service staff, the valet guy, things of that sort. Make those relationships so that when you show up, it's your home. So interesting that I was already employing this framework before I'd even known it, right? But like, you see it, right? We named it. The what is the home team thing. I realized that I had an unfair advantage whenever I walked into this place. So what? I started setting meetings there. <laughs> now what? Now that I know this, I realize that this is something that can be repeated and you can repeat it as well. If you were at my evangelist training a couple of weeks ago, you realize that this speaking point has been updated because what we realize is that there is digital hometown stadiums. We learned that by attending Amanda Holmes's Core Story Bootcamp, I knew that I was I had a special relationship with Amanda, and I knew that the person teaching the class would be complimenting me and adding extra context to what I do in a way that would strike everybody else as I'm kind of special. So that ended up filling up some pipeline for me by attending this class. It became an unfair advantage, a home team advantage for me in a digital setting because of the same kind of like levers of social validation. So you can keep always updating this stuff. And I want to, you know, challenge you to to do this, right? Think of think of the strategies that you're doing. Don't just think of when you're putting together a presentation, you know, think of each different section of the presentation as a so as a what so what now what. If you're going to go on a podcast, think about the different things that you want to teach, right? The different hook points that you want to teach as what's so what's and now what's so that you can move through them efficiently as you're doing it, respond succinctly, have it land on somebody and give the host an opportunity to like respond, poke at it, you know, keep talking about it, compliment you, whatever. And it's going to work really, really well for you. So now you've got the hook, right? Yeah. You got their attention. You got them to listen because you, you kept it tight. You kept them on the line and what's next, right? It's how do you, I call it. How do you get them to share? At the end of the day, you, you want to create digital word of mouth, right? Like you just can't be showing up everywhere. You can't, you can't be just one-on-one. The, the, the way that you were going to get speaking points to go beyond you is to get people to share. And there is a dark art of category design that Christopher Lockhead talks about languaging. And it's this idea that if you can name and claim an idea by calling it something, then it gets power. And that power, what it is, is, right, this idea of home team, if you're going to go explain it to someone, you're like, man, I heard the coolest thing. If I didn't give you, if I didn't give you a, a title to describe it by, right? If I didn't call the internet talk show, an internet talk show, you'd be like, oh, well, this guy is doing webinars and he's doing blah, 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 blah. He's like, no, 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 this guy is evangelizing internet talk shows. And what he's realized is that if you can be creating content with the people that you want to be guilty about association with in front of the people that you want to do business then you are able to create this like 
one to one, one to few, one to many relationship, and it feeds all your biz, all, all your go to market, right? But like, you got to be able to wrap it in something. That's languaging, and the <laughs> because if you don't create word of mouth, nobody's gonna buy from you, right? So no wom, no buy. As you can tell, I I try to. This is actually something I took from the business of storytelling. Is the idea that all all titles of each slide should have a hook at the top, which I hadn't I had never really thought about it. Most are just describing, but this actually helps you remember what you're doing at the top of every presentation. So all of these tactics are sprinkled throughout this whole presentation. And the way that you create this languaging scenario is that you frame the problem. You name the problem and then you claim it, right? Put a name on the thing that you are solving for, give it a nickname, give it a term, right? Invent it however you want. The whole point is to get other people talking about the thing that you are talking about. And no matter how many times they've heard it, you want them describing it the way that you describe it, right? Giving it your thing, because then it's going to end up coming back to you. And I'll give you a little story about that, right? We talked about Amanda Holmes a little while ago. Right. She is uh CEO of Chet Holmes International. She just put out the new, the new edition of the ultimate sales machine, this ultimate kind of like business growth playbook and wrote about us in there. But it's what's really interesting is that she's really, really good at this, right? She's an incredible speaker and she does this like framing, naming, and claiming thing. We brought her out to Vegas to do this content activation with a client at a penthouse there. And she gave this workshop about time-saving tricks of, of millionaires and how to spread digital word of mouth and do all this type of stuff. And she talked about this thing that she calls the signature selfie strategy. And it's this idea that when she connects with really influential people, she has a way to engage them so that it's really, really easy to follow up with. And she teaches it as such. She's like, bring somebody on stage. She goes, hey, listen, who wants to, who wants to learn something cool? Um, takes a selfie with them and goes, all right, how do I send this to you? And waits for them to give them the phone number or like Instagram account or whatever, and then texts it back. And she does this with CEOs of companies of big and small and connects with them on like Instagram and then she just lives in their DMs, like seeing their stories on Instagram and like DMing them, just like, oh, that's cool. And that's how she like follows up with people. She calls it the signature selfie strategy, right? Now, this is something that I, for many years, have been doing, <laughs> right? I do the same exact thing. I take a selfie with people. I send it to them. It serves as a way to, if I get a text or something, I know who they are. It's in their contact. It's a way to follow up with them. I tag them on Instagram. I do all the same things, but I had never named it. And what happens is that now when I talk about the strategy, I talk about Amanda. So I'm creating word of mouth for Amanda every single time I bring up this strategy because she framed it, named it, and claimed it, right? So it's just a simple tweak. Whatever strategy you have, whatever thing that you're talking about, whatever speaking point you have that you go to all the time in those lists, give it a catchy name, all right? Give it something that people can remember it by. That way, when they're sharing it, they're like, oh, yes, yeah, I learned this recently. This dude calls it X, right? And now every time they hear that, it's going to end up coming back to you, right? It's all a compounding flywheel of influence, of word of mouth that we're trying to create here. So framing, naming, and claiming is the way that you create word of mouth. Oof, that was a golden nugget right there. I'm gonna have my team clip that and paste that across all my social media channels. So if you could just give this a pause right now, go into the show notes and connect with me on whatever platform you like to follow me on, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, whatever you wanna be a part of my life in, connect with me there. I'm going to share that clip and you can share it with your friends so that they get the same lesson. It'll be adding value to their life. And while you're at it, 
go ahead and subscribe to the show if you haven't already. Hit five-star review, right? You don't have to leave a review. You just got to hit five stars. If you want to leave a review, cool. And maybe send the episode to your friend. That would be awesome. That's it. I'm done. Back to the show. So let's recap. The hook point package recipe. Instead of creating a keynote, right? Which which we all sometimes have to do. You got to make this long form presentation. Start thinking of your presentations as a list of concepts, right? Start listing out these concepts and keeping a list of these things. Once you have that list, put each of them into a what, so what, now what methodology, right? Explain the problem, give it a little name, talk about how you figured it out and and how you solved it, and then offer people advice on how they can do that themselves. Once you have that, figure out how to start that thing with an ABT, right? Like the ABT again is the what, and then the beginning of the so what. So it it sits in tightly, the and, you talk about the character and who you're talking to, you talk about the context of their life, but you insert the conflict, therefore you need this big idea. And And that's what your speaking point is all about. And then finally, once you have it all formulated, you give it a name so that you can frame it name it and claim it. And now you have this list of concepts. They're each packaged into a succinct way of saying it. You got the hook point to start it off with, and you have that name. You have the thing that you can claim that allows people to share it, that will continue to propagate your name across different social media channels. And that, my friends, is the hook point package recipe. But wait, I had promised you four formulas and I gave you just three just now. So what's going on? Does anybody anybody recognize something in what I was just talking about? Do, do any of the concepts ring true in this presentation? Where is number four? Number four is how I structure all of these things together into a longer form piece of content, right? If what we're trying to do is create these like three to six minute speaking points for social media, for podcast or whatever, how do we make a 20 minute piece of content? How do we make a 30 minute piece of content, 40 minute, 60 piece of content? You combine these things, right? This is this is the framework that I use to create any kind of long-term piece of content. I start with a story that is about the context and the character of you know the, the person that I'm trying to help. I then insert the conflict, right? The a the and the but Therefore, is the big idea. And then from that big idea, you can modulate it in teaching one, two, three keys, right? And this one is four keys because this idea of the whole packaging of it is one of the frameworks that we're teaching right now. And then you have the resolution, right? Then then that is resolved at that point in the in the in the mindset of the person that's talking about. And then you invite them into like, all right, what is your next step? And if you notice. That is exactly what I've done with this presentation, right? I had a new insight. I'm talking to evangelists. I get insights all the time, like yourself. Just like you, I had this insight that I really, really wanted to share, and I made this speech to evangelize it. But what I realized on my next opportunity is that it was taking too long. I had to you know, rethink the formula. It was taking too long to now create this into a long-form piece of content that's contextual to the crowd. So what I created was this formula, this hook point packaging formula of how to take ideas, turn them into speaking points and take those speaking points, 
and put him into a long form format, right? So like, what is it? Number one was the ABT. Number two was the what, so what, now what? Number three was the frame it, name it, claim it. And then number four was this idea of putting it all together becomes a hook point packaging for a stage, right? So this is my call to action for you. How do you use this stuff, right? First of all, I have to assume you're in this audience. You are a you are an evangelist. You've done this before, right? You've created a presentation. Go back to that presentation and start pulling out those key concepts that you teach, right? Go back to past great performing LinkedIn posts or great performing Instagram reels or whatever. Start pulling out those ideas and start making a list. Once you have that list, put it into this formula, right? Like make that list. You can put it in a spreadsheet. You can have it in a Google Doc. You can put it in a notes document. Just like start putting them into bullet points and then go bullet point by bullet point and think about, okay, cool. I've got this. I've got this idea. What is the what? So what? Now what? Perfect. I know I know how I'm going to start this thing. Now I put that into an ABT, clean up the ABT as much as possible, and then just think through it and be like, well, what am I going to name this thing? What is the what is the easiest aha thing that I'm going to do to remember it so I can put it into speaking ports? And that is the formula. So now I got a joke for you. Guy's walking down the street in New York. He's lost. He's got a show to get to. Looks to the person next to him and says, excuse me, do you know how to get to Carnegie Hall? And the person looks at him and goes, practice, 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 right? The only way that you are going to get good at this stuff is to practice it. Here's some ideas for how to practice. When I was first kind of getting started, this has been my evolution, right? I got involved in charities because charities allowed me these different moments where I could get up and speak, right? Whether I was like the head of a committee for something at a, at a board meeting, I could get up and talk about it, right? If we were hosting an event, and I was the host, I could get up and introduce people. Eventually that got me as the person that would speak, right? Like that was how I developed my speaking chops. But, you know, since then I've looked for shortcuts, right? After that, my next move was I joined Toastmasters when I came to, when I came to Jacksonville, I didn't have a charity to go to. Toastmasters is like the public speaking group that is international. It's a great community, bunch of great people that are focused on personal development. You can always find a Toastmaster in your area. They'll meet once a month or once a week or whatever, but you don't even have to commit to that. I realized at some point, probably in the pandemic, I think in the pandemic, my buddies, the biz bros, Luis, the Luis and Luis Camejo brothers, they do something that's called the 45 live that they're starting right now. And that's that they commit to going live on Facebook 45 days in a row. What I realized from that was that going live on Facebook is the modern day equivalent of public speaking. And you have it there all the time, right? Like you can always do it. It is a way to get those reps in. If you just turn your camera on, go live on Facebook, practice taking a idea that you have and starting with an ABT, doing a what, so what, now what, giving it a name, see how it starts resonating is a really, really good way to get those reps up. And then, you know, what I have really found is is that even even though you have all those things available what the the real thing that makes it happen is a forcing mechanism committing to something this idea that you got to do it right it forces you to do it if not you're going to put this on the wayside right so like what is your forcing mechanism for me this show this internet talk show is my forcing mechanism. Every week, I know that I'm going to show up here and I am going to have conversations with people on my own show, which will 
give me practice on seeing how they talk to me and seeing how they package stuff, responding to them in a way that I package what they said back to them and seeing how it works. And then afterwards, we go into the relationship-driven growth strategy sessions, which allows me my, you know, my pulpit, right? My ability to like stand up, deliver these speaking points, see how it hits, come back, repurpose it and do all that, right? So that's really what's worked great for me. And that is another, you know, big reason why we are recruiting people for the Relationship Flywheel Bootcamp for February. So if you want a forcing mechanism, if you want to start this thing and have your own way of doing all these things, have your own internet talk show, we are doing it again in February. It's a really great package these days, right? Like we've got the six weeks of live training and coaching, the quick start guide on how to do it. We give you all of our SOPs, all of our guides, all of our frameworks and templates so that you can just plug right into it and get started. No questions of like how you do each different thing. It's how we've built out the team and the operation. And then we also train you on the softwares. We use the Descript software. We train you on Airtable, two uh, fast coming softwares that I think the, the world is going to start implementing more and more. So it's really great. You get access to that. You get our community that many of you are part of right now which has been awesome. It's on Facebook and it's other people that are implementing it. That's starting to get some critical mass in there after after three. So you're coming in at a good time. And then we give you all the different graphic templates so that you can repurpose all that stuff. We have been selling this thing for 1500. If you want to take us up on it to get 500 bucks off, go put in first five, F-I-R-S-T and the number five, and you get a discount on it if you're one of the first five to sign up. Would love to have you there. So that's it. That's the end of that is the end of hook point packaging for you. There you go. I really loved putting that thing together, right? I had this like super aha just working through those frameworks and then fitting them into the framework that I was sharing, right? Like it just felt like a dream within a dream within a dream. I wonder how clear it was as far as like listening on the podcast. I would love to get some feedback. Got some great feedback at the Relationship Driven Growth Strategy Session Open Mic from the community. And I would love for you to join us on the next one, right? Like if you heard this and you got something out of it, come to the next one, like come up with a speaking point, right? Like put it in a, put it in a what, so what, now what, slap an ABT on the front, give it a name. So you frame it, frame it, name it, claim it, show up to the next one and drop it, right? I will post produce it for you so you can share it on LinkedIn as your own thought leadership content on my show. That'd be awesome. And then you can give me some feedback on whether or not it was good. You can follow the links in the description, but it's tinyurl.com slash B2BCB. 2023, right? So it's those words, B, the number two, B, the letter C, the letter B, and then the numbers 2023. Um, hope to see you there. And of course, got to thank my team as always. Number one, I always thank Roanne because she just keeps me doing all the things I need to be doing as the account manager on this project. Gina, who's built this amazing world-class culture and brought us a, an amazing team and recruited amazing talent like her right-hand Marge, who makes everything happen. Um, JP, our employee number one, who does all the all the cool stuff, right? He's making all the videos. He's making all the, all the audio stuff. Everything that you see and touch is touched by the creative uh, director of our company, JP, employee number one, who is training another awesome creative, Philippe, to... Um, you know, follow in his footsteps and do great things for us, like the client activations that we do for our clients. So 
repurposing that type of content. All helped by Rita, our content strategist, who basically takes the things that we promise and make sure that you get the results that we say um, based on the content that we are creating, right? Like making sure it's all congruent, the story is right, that you're getting the results that you need. Our two awesome account managers, uh, Joanna and Joyce, and our amazing superstar writer, Nicola, who has been my buddy now for going on like four or five years. He's turning into a man. When I first started mentoring when he was 13, he interviewed me on a podcast, and now he's becoming a world-class writer. So I want to thank the whole team. And I want to encourage you to always, always consider the impact of relationships being more valuable than transactions. See you next week.